Yo, it feels so good to be back For all you beautiful people out there We gon' do this one time, yo Yo, yo, it's been a minute But we back up in the spot again Flowing through the feed and we appreciate you logging in We are the Rant Foundation The pink and the black, we're bringing it back So when you put your faith in the mask It's all facts, you should join the conversation From all elite to where wrestling is entertainment It's every week, all new, no repeats With a crew you should meet Let me introduce you on the beat Now take a knee, he's the leader of the family The king of talk style, but you can call him Anthony Ain't nothing sweeter than a demon diva to your speakers She got that ladywood, the one and only Issa And batting third, everybody's favorite nerd with no rhythm It's Phil, but you can call him Philium Now sit back and enjoy the feel Cause we're the only ones left keeping wrestling real God damn, that shit is fire! He did not need to go that hard. He did there, not need no, to go that hard. You did it already. You did it already. <laughs> oh, that we're fucking me. back, baby. Welcome, everybody, to the show that is building the fandom of professional wrestling. We are the Rant Foundation. I'm your host, the King of Talk Style, Anthony Stefano, And it's not a wrestling show unless I have these two people with me. My favorite people, my favorite co-hosts. First off, it's the Beard of Bunny Fillion. What's up, brother? Yo, yo, yo. Funny thing. So audio listeners are not going to get this. But people watching the video, if you look at all three of our screens, it is three different levels of brightness. Okay, mine is dark because I got the little small ring light. You got Ant with the whole room lit. And then you got Issa with, like, the JFK lighting that for people flying in at midnight. So it's a great time. It's great to be back. I, I feel like she has the fan to blow her hair in, like, slow motion. To, like, That's what I'm saying, though. I, listen, <laughs> I saw what the light looks like, so it's unbelievable to me that it is lighting up, like, her entire neighborhood right now. It is. It's like that green light when we recorded Rant with Ant the one time where Issa was just like like looking away. Oh, that, I was just going to say that like in the background, oh, like there's an alien invasion happening live on the podcast. Oh my God. <laughs> Never forget that. That was insane. And of course, with us is everybody's favorite demon diva, Issa. What's going on? Hi, guys. I am so happy. I am still in ecstasy over this weekend. It was a great weekend. I mean, I've been looking forward to this day for a long time. Um, we did our little practice run a couple weeks ago, and it came out great and had a great reception. But it wasn't a real show. It didn't have layers to it. It was just us bullshitting, which a lot of what Rant with Ant was was us bullshitting. So we're going to keep that style, but we do have a little bit of a rundown tonight. Um, obviously, Roman Reigns came back. So that's going to be the big thing. But first, let's get into why we came back, because I think that's important. Um, people want to know. People have asked us. We all have different projects. We all had different, you know, things going on. And then we came back together as a unit to build the foundation of pro wrestling fandom. Issa, you have been doing so much stuff, content creating queen over there. So what made you come back? Did you have the idea of coming back? Was that ever in the back of your head? Um, and you know, what have you been doing besides wrestling podcasts? Uh, no, I haven't been doing wrestling podcasts only. I actually try to expand what I'm doing on my YouTube channel and added some additional content, but listen, it doesn't feel the same as talking wrestling with you guys. I don't know. I, I feel like what we have goes beyond the wrestling talk. Like it feels like family. So there's still something about talking wrestling, whether it's on my channel, whether it's in other shows, it, it just doesn't feel the same as when we do it. And I missed it and, and I missed you guys. And it was just, even we talked about it when we were out, talked about how, even if we weren't talking wrestling, we just missed that weekly, let's get together and talk shit. Cause we took time out of everything that we had going on just to sit here and talk. And I missed that. And, and I'm glad that we brought the podcast back because I do feel that that's the one way that we get, I feel all of us have our own stuff going on and this is a little bit of an escape from everything and all three of us needed that escape again absolutely you ain't Phil, lying <laughs> yeah Phil, um obviously you knew i was only going to come back if it was for rant with ant i told you yep. it's the only way i'll ever podcast again mm -hmm. um we'll get into me but what made you have the idea of coming back i know you did who got next i know you were working on some other stuff um, after, you know, the mighty CN after rant with ant went away, what 
what made you want to come back to podcasting? What made you want to bring the band back together um, or the shield reuniting or whatever? Like it's, it's like Issa said, the escape, right? Like, I mean, uh, listen, not to get too crazy into this year, but like everyone in the world needs an escape from this year. So it's just like, it, it made sense to, to bring us back together. I mean, how many things did we accomplish me and you with G-Rod at first? And then when we brought Issa in that last like year and a half, like, we kind of were skyrocketing, right? And it's like, of course, I'm still watching wrestling, even though I'm not podcasting. I'm still watching wrestling. But it was so much more fun to talk about it with you guys every week to kind of have that community aspect that we, you know, we did when we had Rant with Ant. I mean, every six to eight months, we were doing some type of hangout or something and and bringing more people in. And I, I missed that. Honestly, I missed that as an escape. I missed that as like having fun. And I just wanted to bring it all back again. And I agree with you. And I, you know, I stopped and I, this is the biggest mistake. And I promise everybody it won't happen again. I stopped looking at listeners as people, as friends. And I started looking at them as a number. And I think I put too much pressure on myself the first time around to make this brand our job. Um, right now, I just need an escape from my job. So this is not going to be my job. I'm going to face the facts. And if it becomes it, fine. But I'm not going to put that pressure I did on myself to make it for us and try to make this thing huge. I want to build a community, but I want everyone to have a name. I want everyone to have a face. I want everybody to be Rant Foundation. And I won't lose sight of that again. So I apologize first off. I actually give you a lot of props for just even admitting that a lot. A lot of people let this become analytics and have a hard time saying, listen, this is I got lost in into what I originally started it as and what I wanted it to become. And not a lot of people have the balls to freaking say it. And you just did. And and I'm I'm proud of you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, 16 months is a long time to have that way on you. So I'm glad to get that off my chest. Like, um, obviously, you guys know when you meet me, I am the most probably compassionate person. I love everyone. I get along with everyone. And you guys aren't just a number for me. But when I don't, when I'm not with you guys and it's tunnel vision and I'm looking at listens every week and I'm looking at that, you're looking at Patreon stuff. It it, it, it wears on you. That's what people don't understand. If you if you've never tried to build a brand with the expectation of it one day maybe being your full time job. It does weigh on you, right? And that's, you know, a lot what happened with Who Got Next as well is it it gets to a point where you're like, okay, I got to take that next step or all this time that I'm putting into something, it's it's not worth it, right? Because we at that point, we were trying to make that our actual jobs, but we kind of lost sight of what, why this was started to begin with, right? Like I would, for people who don't know, maybe this is your first episode listening. I was a listener to Rant with Ant and then I weaseled my way into the show because I went to, with, Ant to a Nikki Bella signing, poisoned him a little bit, kind of winked, nudge, nudge, you know what I'm saying? Rub a little back here, grab a little cheek, and then I'm on the show now. Yeah, he literally sucked up to the right people as a <laughs> Exactly. Leader, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and then I, I went away for three months, and it was great to be away from podcasting, and then I came back with uh, The Rant, uh, also known as the Five Second Rule Pod, and I'll tell you that podcast was insane and I had so much fun doing it. Um, and it was, it's something I would still do. Like I would do it like I would, but it's not a passion project and I'm not someone who will put energy into something that I'm not passionate about. I like because your energy comes through when you're doing kind of podcasting videos, when you're doing that kind of thing, the passion comes through in what it is that you're talking about. And if you're not passionate about it, it's, it you lose that. Do I really want to do this aspect? Exactly. And I'll tell you what, like Phil was on the five, the five second rule when it was called the rant. And it's the experience, the experience of recording is crazy. It's mad. It, it was so mad. fun. It was great to do, but it wasn't you guys and it wasn't what i was used to and it wasn't pro wrestling and i tuned out of wrestling for a year i didn't watch it and i missed it and i had to allow myself to miss it to want it back in my life and you know the pandemic came and i was doing whiz whip pod which was like a sports uh philly sports thing which i was really passionate about but then sports got taken away from me <laughs> so um i was i was like left in shit's creek without a paddle but that was fine because it allowed me to do some soul searching and retire, which I thought from, from podcasting, I thought I was done. I thought I accomplished all I could accomplish, but 
there was one thing I didn't accomplish and that was fixing my mental health. And I think that's the biggest aspect of it. I'm not someone who talks about my mental health a lot. I'm not someone who discusses it, but there is times where I get into these dark places. And this always was the thing that pulled me out of that. So for 16 months without that, obviously I have my girls, I have my, I have my wife, I have my kids, but I needed that escape. I needed that. Time that came out so wrong. You realize that? What? You said I had my girls, my wife, and my kids. Yeah, you know, <laughs> for, for, for the record, his kids are his girls. girls. Yeah, yeah have, but have, it's just the way you, know, you said it. <laughs> I have Sharon down the street. I have Kelly yeah. behind. But, um, you know, so I needed, I needed something to put my passion back into. And the only thing I am truly this passionate about is pro wrestling. But when I reached out to Phil, I said, hey, listen, I want to thank you for everything. It was a great run. If the idea of Rant with Ant ever pops across your mind, I'm open to discussing bringing it back. Well, I re fucking retired for four hours and Phil texted me. So about the Rant with Ant thing. And yeah. then we had to let Issa in on it and we all discussed it. And here we are, the Rant Foundation. We wanted to change the name. Um, because this isn't just my brand anymore. This is our brand and we're all ownership together. Um, you know, I wanted something where we're all equals. I know that, you know, I treated everyone as equals the first time around. I think you guys can agree with that, but the show was ant. You couldn't have rant with ant without ant. Well, you can have the rant foundation without ant. If I have something to do and it's just these two holding it down, they're going to do it. Just like if Phil has obligations, Issa and I will hold it down. Same for Issa, you know? So, that is the biggest thing with the name change. The brand changes. I think the foundation of pro wrestling sucks. I think a lot of the good positive pro wrestling podcasts have went away. And I think people are clicking on these stupid dirt sheets a little bit too much and reading a bunch of bullshit in a world where Brad Shepard gets more likes than someone who's actually pouring their heart out on the microphone and trying to build a brand. That's a sad story. And we're here to change that narrative and fix that fucking story. So that's yeah, it's also becoming too much of a, a reason to hate it like people are not trying to find that and i'm not saying that we're here to fucking love on everything that we see because that's not what we do but i'm also not gonna sit here and be negative about everything i'm so tired of the wrestling community always finding something to hate about about everything that any company tries like it's toxic no, just at me next time just at me next time okay no i'll call your ass not you <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're back and I'm excited to be back. And I want to thank you guys for, for coming back. And if you're a listener returning, I want to thank you guys so much for coming back and waiting such a long time for this. Um, will there be a gala part two? I mean, no, probably. I eventually. will fight you. I will fit fight you. We're not doing another gala. No, we are. No, not... we're, we're going to go to McMahon's and hang okay. out. Fuck yeah. a gala. We're not wearing no. suits. You can wear a suit to the to McMahon's. I'll oh, be at McMahon's with Cody Hoot and Allison. We getting fucked up. I'll be wearing a dress. I wear dresses for everything. So. Yeah, that's. I mean, you're you yeah, just showed up right normally. Now. Yeah. <laughs> what, the two like most fun things I've ever done in my life was being on the All In stage doing a live show and then at the gala doing a live show. I love doing live shows. I think um, eventually. And we need to get you out some more. You gotta live a little. Who me? <laughs> Yeah, because you just said that's the most fun things you've done in your life. I mean, I'm like, oh, we gotta get to Listen, he has his girls, his wife, his kids. <laughs> yeah, so he's been out and about, you know. He has been got out and about. I, I'm out way too much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I want to, I want to create content. I want to have fun, and and we're back. So let's do that. Um, and it's only fitting that we come back, and then the big dog of the World Wrestling Federation comes back as well. Um, what are the odds of that? <laughs> like fucking what? Like. Uh, we all right, so we have we're having a Patreon watch along, and the match ends. I'm like, cool, the fiend. I think Wade's stream was before me. I think everyone's stream was before me because my parents. I have a funny story up. once you're done too. So <laughs> they're like, Aunt. I'm. All I saw was their faces go, and then I think Wade or someone's like, Aunt, just wait. Fuck. They're nice the, people. The spear comes, and I'm like. Like, I'm like, fucking, it looked like I froze because I just didn't know what to do. <laughs> and then I just started marking out. And it was such a cool moment because I didn't expect Roman Reigns to be back. Because, one, the pandemic is still real. COVID yeah. tests are still, you know, going up, especially in Florida. Florida versus everybody, right? And then um, <laughs> Roman Reigns just had twins. He has an immune, a compromised immune system. 
everything added up to tell me that Roman Reigns wouldn't be back to at least the Royal Rumble. I had, to, like, I had to go opposite direction. Maybe that's because I fantasize about him coming back every day for the last like three months. But as soon as they announced Amway Center, close set, exclusive to WWE, I was like, that's as safe as it gets. Bring him back. Because the Performance Center was the issue when it came to WWE exposing people. Wait, but how, why yeah. was it the issue, though? Because, like, isn't it... Everybody has well, I know that, but aren't the same people at... Amway? Because it's the same No, 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 because you had everybody that trains for NXT. It's oh, yeah, yeah. There's no NXT. You have all the, even the people that are not on TV that are just under contract, they train there. You have like, oh, there's okay. so many people. It I was, didn't know they, they were, were allowed there. For a little while, they allow their friends and families in. Like now, oh, okay. with the Thunderdome, it's just production and talent. That's it. The Performance Center is WWE's little corporate office in Florida. So you have oh, access okay. to everybody. So as soon as they announced that in, in my brain, I thought this is as safe as it's going to get for somebody. Like I, uh, Part of me thinks that that was one of the reasons why they did it, to bring back people that don't yeah. feel comfortable coming yeah. back. Yeah, I'm hoping Daniel Bryan comes back. Um, obviously with the baby, not for a couple months, but I'm hoping yeah. But that's the reason why he left. He didn't leave because he was he yeah, went to the Performance Center. He yeah. left paternity leave. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I just want everyone to come back. I just literally like there's Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns on the same show. Give me that match. Over yeah, exactly. And, over and inject it into my veins. I want it. You know what I mean? And the fun, So the funny story I have with Roman, right? Before we get into Issa's wonderful reaction, that is now a shirt. It is a shirt. It is the greatest shirt of all time. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so I'm, I'm, I'm on FaceTime with MJ and we're watching it. Right. And I forgot, I kept forgetting that she, her stream was behind mine. So I would say something and she would be like, thanks. Like, you know, like, thank I, you just spoiled it for me. So Roman comes out and I go, holy fuck, Roman Reigns. And she just looks at me like this. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I forgot. A spoiler alert. <laughs> and then like three seconds later, I heard on her feed him come out. And I was like, oh, my bad. <laughs> it was so cool, though. It was like, it was one of those surprise moments where. In the back of your head, you're thinking Alexa, right? That I was thinking. Yeah, Alexa. yeah, yeah. Everybody was waiting for it. Um, even her. <laughs> if you look at her Twitter. <laughs> for it too. But I was gen like genuinely shocked, and I was happy. I was excited, and I it made me look forward to Friday night. And even though I'm still working my 93 hour weeks, which ends in two weeks, so thank God. But I'll miss Friday night. But I get to know that Sunday when I get back from work. Um. Mm -hmm. I'll get to see the main event of what is it? Payback, backlash, payback, day payback after, I think. Day after SummerSlam, Super Slam, beat, <laughs> Bash at the Beach, whatever it's fucking called. We get to see the big dog versus the fiend versus Strowman. You got to think Strowman's in that match to take the fucking pin because 100%. If I saw anything from Braun Strowman, and this isn't going to be a Braun Strowman hatred show, but it, it, can, is, uh, I can it will be because even, even I have turned you to the dark side with Braun Strowman. Ready to be a champion. Jinder Mahal had a more meaningful title reign than you, and everyone wanted. Yeah, but you can't. You can't. And I hate to be that fucking person right now because I will never defend him. But you can't blame him. He was just a panic button that they had to push when Roman was out. Because so was he ready? No. Did he suck? Yes. But what did he do? He just went by what they yeah. told him to do because well, they didn't have anybody else to give it to. You had Bray Wyatt booked against John Cena. You couldn't put Bray Wyatt against Goldberg again. You already booked WrestleMania. In January, Vince told Braun he wasn't ready. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I don't think I saw that changed. special. I don't think it changed in four months. I think, like you said, panic button. But here's yeah, and, and, and what Bray and John Cena put together was awesome. You don't want that oh, taken no, no, away yeah, from WrestleMania. Therefore, I, what I do have an issue with is how long it was. You could yes. have taken it away. I'm money in the bank. You could have, you know. But again, I do think that. I do think that now Thunderdome era should be judged differently. We should start over. Let's forget about the PC era and now let's start over because they're really giving us a reset on everything that they're doing right now. I think that the PC era was complete garbage. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and and, and, and that's, I mean, was, that's what it comes down to. I looked at it as something was on TV. You know what I mean? Something right. Was, and that's the problem. Like on. you have to give them appreciation for that because everybody, nobody was right, putting live television. And, and then this isn't where I'm, I'm not, we're not, we're not into the wars here, but AEW television was a lot easier to watch than WWE Raw. It really was. Yeah, it was. It was. Don't give me that face, Issa. It was. It's not. It's it not. was. I'm not it saying was not. it was better all the time, but I think it was. But that's just it was just easy. I don't know about what about the PC. Maybe it's because you're so used to WWE having that. Production. Well, I think I think the biggest difference and. 
it's not WWE's fault, but it's just the way that it is. AEW has one show a week. So even if it's the worst show you've ever seen, it's two hours a week and you're in, you're out. WWE was still running Raw, NXT, 205 Live, and SmackDown like the world wasn't on fire. So I think that until AEW learns to respect their women's division. I don't care well, yeah. who they have. You can still respect that. As a woman, I cannot support them until they learn how to treat their women, number oh, one. Yeah. Number well, two, they right. also need to learn to cater to your new viewer. You guys want me to tune in? I tune in. I have no fucking clue what's going on. No, Not everybody watches being the elite. You have people that are staying on after the NBA finals, and they still don't know what is going on. Like You have to be able to cater to your hardcore viewers, but you have to also remember your person tuning in for the first time. You have to somehow let them know what's going on otherwise everything looks like a clusterfuck i, I mean you're I not wrong your but i know i'm never wrong <laughs> your criticisms aren't wrong especially with the women's division and you have you have stars out there that get released by wwe like a diana perrazzo who impact puts the title on literally two weeks later and yeah. is thriving in a fucking feud with jordan like unbelievable um and then you don't sign them and then I know it's unpopular and people can hate her personally or whatever, but Tessa Blanchard right now is sitting out there as a free agent. Tessa's sitting not going to AEW as much as I want her to. As a free not. agent. But it doesn't matter. Yeah. Throw money at her because she is, she is one of the best women's wrestlers in the world, if not the best <clears> in the ring. Throw money at I think her. what Issa in, in a, what Issa's saying is 100% true because if you if you – Look at what AEW is saying. This isn't a company that my one criticism of them is they kind of shoot themselves in the foot. If they're just a company and they were just running like every other company, then you could kind of excuse the stupid things they make. But what happens is you have Brandy getting on social media saying, we love our women's division. And then you tune in on Wednesday and they have one segment. segment. Yeah, 45 seconds. Second. And it's, it's barely a match. Yeah. And like there's – listen – I don't think personally there's any superstars in that division, but there's a lot of good, talented wrestlers. You that got need a dinosaur seasoning. over. You got a That's dinosaur over, and you cannot get any of your women over. Well, Britt Baker the is over. Britt Baker is over, and she's over awesome. literally because she's on a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so, but it's it's, and they have a lot of talented women. They're just not TV ready yet. This is where like a Diana Prazo would have been great because exactly. yeah, she wasn't using NXT, not but TV she's still ready because TV. you're not allowing them to be exactly. Sorry, but like you have people like I don't know. I don't know if you guys watched the women's tournament. You probably didn't. But when they had they had um the first round matchup and even the second round matchup when they had Tay Conti and Anna Jay, Tay Conti looked like an absolute yeah. star because, because she she knew, she had, she knew cameras were. exactly and she knew what how to do things yep. she knew how to tag in and out she knew where to choose her spots she looked leagues ahead of everybody else and it, it showed and it's like like Ant said these are the people you need to bring in people that were I underutilized like somewhere else it's beyond even the superstars that you have but you should be able to highlight these girls get them TV ready you produce one show a week you mean to tell me that you don't have time in the entire week to tell somebody that's experienced and take people under their wing and teach them all mm -hmm. these things let's just like even their title belt is a fucking joke the way they treat their women is a joke and i as a woman i cannot support it i'm sorry wwe might do a lot of things wrong but they turned around with their women and now you're training a way that the women should be treated better so mm -hmm. i can't i can't i can't support them i i i sat down and watched and they gave the women two minutes and 11 seconds, and immediately after, they went on a three-minute promo about what to expect on the next show. Yeah. Come on. And, and listen, that criticism is real, and that's a real thing that needs to be addressed. And yep. I think you need to start focusing on building that division because, let's face it, right now, women's wrestling is probably the best thing going, and it yep. has been consistently for the last two to three years with Becky Lynch, with Charlotte Flair. You even with Tessa when she was in Impact doing, you know, those intergender matches, breaking glass ceilings. Women have showed that they can keep up with the men. And Candace already taking that ladder spot this weekend. Exactly. Over. Yeah. Oh, I love that. They can surp like surpass the men. They they can carry the torch to the company like Becky Lynch was, and you're not giving them time to. And that's a goddamn shame because I know the things that I enjoy most on WWE is about. 75% women's feuds and matches with Sasha and Bailey and Asuka and Charlotte when she's And there. that's about it, because that's all they... 
But like, that's the only three people they use. Yeah. And they're all there. Yeah. And they're all there. I care about them more than I care about pretty much all of the men's feud. It's because they have variety in their characters in WWE, right? right? It's the same right. thing. It's the reason why people love the impact um knockouts division. If you if you uh, ever see those back. that picture back. of like um all the knockouts together, right? It, every single character is different. And right now, like Sasha is different from Asuka than is different from Zelina than is different from Lacey Evans. And Everybody feels different. And it doesn't feel exactly. like a copy paste. And it's mm -hmm. almost like, oh, you want a woman that looks like a badass that's going to kick your ass? We have her in every version. We have Shayna Baszler. We have Rhea Ripley. We have, I hate to mention her, but even Nia Jax. If you're a casual viewer and you tune in and you see that big bitch there, you're going to be like, oh, shit. You know, I like so, Nia Jax. I like you know, Nia Jax. I do, too. I, I, I think they're going <laughs> to no. win the tag titles on Sunday, actually. I do, too. I don't know. And, and, and like you, you just said a meme, Rhea Ripley, like someone like that, like they're not looking, they're not even looking at the UK. I feel AEW, like they well, haven't even, yeah. But they're not even before the. Pandemic, well, that's because also the UK is also on fire because everybody decided during this fucking pandemic that everyone was going to become a sexual predator. No, so I mean, the, the world talking, has shut I'm down. Talking strictly women's division. Women. They didn't look at progress. They didn't look at these. They didn't. Well, I think progress women are are contracted through WWE. Like Ginny, Ginny's a progress. She was a champion. I don't know if she still is, but she was, and she's in NXT UK. I'm just saying, I agree with you. So they have to. I enjoy AEW. AEW is my literally my favorite wrestling show on. But look, if you if you want me to like shock you when I watch AEW, and, and and you know I love Chris Jericho. I love Matt Hardy. And the one thing that I'm invested in cannot get enough of is MJF and Moxley, who the two that I used to hate. So at least they're doing a good job because that would be the one thing that I was like, okay, I'm into this. I I, I love you know their why? feud. Because their feud's not based off of the YouTube show. And I think right. that's why. And I love, I love that their feuds are based off the YouTube show. I love that you're going to see Kenny Omega turn. But we all see that seed planet while other viewers who are just casual, like, but our diehard wrestling fans, they watch it and they don't know what's coming. They don't expect it. They're not watching it with the same eyes. We are like, holy shit, is tonight the night where Kenny becomes well, cleaner? My favorite thing with AEW and the thing that makes me love it the most, why it's it's the tag division. Because similar to when – the reason why I love women's wrestling so much is because it's different, right? It's 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 not the norm. It's never This has never been done before, right? And ever since the women's division has been on this rise – Something had to take a hit. And in WWE, for all these years, it's been the tag division. So now in AEW, the one thing that I say they do beautifully is their tag division. FTR looks like the greatest tag team of all time there. They have booked them so perfectly. And even you have people like Santana and Ortiz who don't win a lot, but they book them so strong. And they, yeah, they lose like college. bullshit ways. Phoenix. That's what I'm saying. Like they do a great job, but that's where we've always said in the past, and it's it's more true now than ever. You got to pick and choose what you watch on all these shows, right? If I want to watch great women's wrestling, I'll watch right now. Honestly, anything Sasha and Bailey does, or I'll watch NXT. I'm not gonna watch AEW for the women. And if I want to watch great tag team wrestling, I'm not even turning on the USA Network because it's not even worth it. I'll tell you what they've done well too. Was I really liked what they were doing with Cody, bringing up indie wrestlers, getting them TV time. I thought that was really cool. Like Eddie Kingston coming up and shining. Yep, and Ricky Starks. Ricky Stark. I like that. And and you know, I get the people that are like, "Well, now you just Brody Lee's now your champion, and that's on the list." So let's talk about it. Brody Lee wins the TNT title. I am a huge Brody Lee fan. I loved him as Luke Harper. I thought he was underutilized. I like what he's doing with the Dark Order. I finally can take them kind of serious because when mm -hmm. they first came, terrible. I didn't care about them. You were taking a piss at All Out. I, yeah, I was, I was at All Out, sandwich. and I got up and went to the bathroom. I think I got a couple snacks. I was waiting on that long-ass snack line in Sears Center. I didn't care about missing the match. Yep. Now, honestly, they're probably my favorite part of the show, and I want to give a huge shout-out to Carrie here because I always talk uh, to Carrie about AEW, and she called this like three, four months ago because she started noticing – Little things, and even like Issa says, this is where your point is made. She watches BTE, and you can see little by little the Dark Order was taking the Elite apart, one by one, one member at a time, right? So when Brody Lee was getting to Cody, you can kind of see the writing on the wall. So I think that, that they cool. have done a good job with Brody Lee, and the reason why I'm saying that is because the one time that I did tune in, they had a 12-man tag, and mm. it's actually on my YouTube channel. Like I actually have evidence of me saying – 
the one person that stood out was Brody Lee, so they must have plans with him because between 12 people, and you had Kenny Omega out there, you had the stupid cowboy dude, you had all these Amen. big names, <laughs> and the person that I could not get my eyes off and was shining throughout that entire segment was Brody Lee. So I was like, they have to be doing something because he like stood out. And then a couple of weeks later, he wins the title, and I wasn't surprised In by a it. brutal fashion, too. Like, I couldn't not- watch it because oh, DVRs he- and the NBA... It reminded me of Brock versus Cena. Yeah. He just fucking ragdolled. He like Cody didn't get any off. Like he was just getting Good. thrown around. And it was really cool to see. Um, I I'm a big Cody guy. I like Cody. I know some people don't, but I I think his TNT title run was really fun. Um, while people didn't like the belt, that's fine. I don't care. Um, it felt special. The matches felt important, mm-hmm. and they were. My my knock on it is you have guys like Sammy Guevara who I know it was in hot water, but the he's a kid and he's a he's a good wrestler and you have darby allen and you mm-hmm. have all you have mjf and none of them have touched gold yet and you got to think but that right fits now, into mjf's promo and that's yeah, why and, and it's and working MJF's so well you've had four major champions in your company chris jericho john moxley cody rhodes and Brody lee and it is no lie that they all touched gold in wwe yep so is this really a change? Is this really a revolution? I think they're. I think they have Omega in the back pocket. I think they're letting this get off the ground, and then you're going to see the emergence of Kenny Omega as a single star and the best wrestler in the world. I really do. I think they're going to try to to get to a certain point with using Jericho and Moxley to get these viewers. Then you put Kenny Omega in that main event, and people go. Wow, who is that guy? Well, then that's what they did with Darby, right? Like, I remember seeing Darby. I don't know if it was on the first or the second episode. And, like, he was over. People liked him, right? We're not going to say they didn't. But after Darby working Cody and working Jericho and working Moxley, like, before the pandemic hit, he was getting some of the loudest cheers of the night. Like, they're doing a great job at building him, at building Sammy. Like Issa said, Luchasaurus, they got a dinosaur over. Like, what the hell world do we and live they, in? But they haven't really done much with Luchasaurus. As I Like, I thought that that guy was going to be, like, a weird version of Kane, if you will. Yeah, like, yeah. That dude was going to just dominate. Yeah. I know he had the injury, like, the first night. Yeah, I think that's what kind of slowed him down. And then you had a bunch of people coming in, like, you had Brian Cage who finally came in off of his injury and they were waiting for him and, and now they're using him. Um, so, you know, they're doing a lot of things. I think they're getting a little manager happy happy right now. Yeah. Everyone has Everybody a manager. Has it, it's kind of... Manager, everyone's a faction. Uh, the, it, which, listen, I understand what they're doing. It's very New Japan of them for everybody to be in a faction. I get that booking. But they're getting way too manager happy now. And it, it's bleeding all these characters together where it's like, if you don't like... Even Nyla Rose cut a promo and she was like, everybody else has a manager, so I'm going to get a manager. And it's kind of like, well, I don't blame you, but it is kind of running all together. It does kind of suck because it takes away from like Jake the Snake being. Yeah, with Lance Archer and stuff like that. Yeah, when Jake came with Lance, I was like, wow, this dude's a big deal. Mm -hmm. Because he has a manager and not many people have a manager. And next week, Arn Anderson's like, Cody, I know your dad hated the horseman, but here I am to help you. And it's like, why, why? But I do love, I will say this, Tully. I do love Tully with FTR. And and I think they're going to form a version of the Horsemen. It's not yep. going to be called the Horsemen, but it's going to be a faction. Mm-hmm. And and that's going to be cool. But again, the factions, I love factions. I, the fucking, the wall behind me is the shield. I love, love factions. I think they're great. You got to make them meaningful. And when we're talking about factions, let's talk about it. Retribution. <laughs> I'm in I, retribution, guys. Sorry. The I, picture, the big white dude in the middle, that's me. I'm super tall, whatever. Retribution, I, they're doing better with them. They're doing like, they seem more serious now. Um, Listen, anytime that somebody beat up the Mysterios, I'm here for them. I'm a huge retribution fan now. I, I cannot wait for them to reveal. Yo, Issa, is that the only thing we agree on? <laughs> I will tell you one thing that they're doing right. They are planting seeds. And and, and as, as much as I hated the whole retribution thing on the beginning, on Friday, everybody was like, oh, the Miz is involved. On Sunday, everybody's like, Roman Reigns is involved. They and didn't show up. Rollins, now, yesterday, okay. people are saying Rollins is involved. So now you have that seed of who is leading this group of 
maniacs. I don't care. They beat up the Mysterio, so retribution. Yo, it's I'm clearly here. all this NXT talent. All right, they were spreading COVID at the Performance Center, and now they're they're trying to get into the Thunderdome. That's all the storyline is. I have a theory, and I think that if you run with this story, it will be amazing. That it could be a bunch of NXT talent that's about to get called up that don't want to get called up because they get buried. That's a great. That'd be, that'd yeah. be great. Mm-hmm. And it would make fantastic because that's it's like. Remember, like, two years ago where Triple H cut that passionate promo about listening to your audience? Listen to that fucking idea, because it makes sense, because that's all we say is people get caught up. It's like, you know, the segment. Let Keith Lee leave Lee. them after what just happened to him. Like, Keith Lee could just go on so, with them and be like, you guys were right. I, I am not. I am not going to. I'm not going to to bury the idea. I'm not going to shit on it yet. The guy had great theme music, and you changed it. Which I, if, if you people changed are worried, his entire presentation. You changed his music. You if changed people his are worried gear. about his music, they're not paying attention to the fact that this guy has been buried for about a month or two. This starting NXT. This isn't a raw debut thing. This guy was buried the second they made him a double champ, and he relinquished the next day and loses the other one twenty days later. He came into Raw looking weak. You needed to put him in a field with like a set Rollins to make him that giant baby face that everybody. You you put him with Randy Orton, but listen. Well, I, in my I, opinion, the, 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 eyes, the beginning of the end for him was winning both titles. They see yeah, Orton you're not as, wrong. They see Orton as a heel, and I, I don't think they're reading the room because people love Orton in 2020, including me. I don't think they're reading the room very well, but they view Orton as this heel where he's kicking people in the head and doing this. So putting Keith Lee with him is going to get Keith Lee the the views, and people are going to watch it. I just don't like for one that you changed his gear because. I like I liked the look. You know what I mean. Randy Orton is not the right field for Keatley. But and I will take that to my grave. Not right not now. To start out. No. The, the major heat that Seth Rollins has on him with the whole think about it with the whole I thing. We all know it was bullshit. But he just like poked Rey Mysterio's eye out, beat the shit out of his kid on live television with a kendo stick, beat them both again. Like that will be like the and and Seth has momentum. He's won his last fields after WrestleMania. So for Seth to lose to Keith Lee, that would do so much for him. Like this Messiah BS that he has going on, it will make Keith Lee look like a mayor baby space. Yesterday, he looked like a dumbass. Like everything that he did was stupid. My problem with it, too, is you literally had Brock Lesnar going, holy shit, that's a big, like Brock put him over at the Rumble. Right, right, right. Before he eliminated him a minute in. Okay. It doesn't matter. (laughs) If that's putting somebody over, oh, big boy, that's going to make me look better when I throw him over. That's what happened there. I don't understand why people think that was such a big deal. Because Brock doesn't react like that to people. So it kind of was like. Brock was dancing to MVP's fucking music five minutes before that. Brock was having a blast. That Royal Rumble. He was having a blast. When he was like, who is this? He said, then, he said, he said, who is this motherfucker? He's so important. And Brock was like, who is this guy? But, is he even allowed to see a fan that just jumped the barricade? I'll throw him off too. And at Survivor <laughs> Series, Keith Lee gets the pin to win. No, he, he, he lost. lost. He lost to Roman. Yeah, he was in the final two and he, he lost to Roman. Final two. He, he eliminated people. But yeah, Reigns won. I forgot. Reigns. Reigns. But my thing is, but, you, you, the way that NXT is presented is you are a newer talent to this audience, right? Whether you're indie star or you're uh, Bianca Belair and they're building you from the ground up, you use NXT to develop your character, get over with the fans and then take that and move to the main roster. What they did with Keith Lee is what they've done to all these characters that move up is they make little changes that on the surface seem like they're nothing. But when you show a casual fan, like, I, I saw a tweet and I forgot who it was, or I would give credit to it, but it's like it was the best point. Keith Lee having his gut out and all that, looking as big as humanly possible, and then doing a backflip is what he looks like Mark Henry doing a backflip. But when you put him in that gear, the, that black muscle shirt, it slims him down a little bit, and you put him in like those boxing shorts. It's like, what are you doing? And then you change his music to like generic wrestler number five in the video game. It's these little cues that pe- – and then, like Issa said, you put him in the ring with Randy Orton, which he's not ready for yet since Randy Orton is the number one guy in the entire industry right now. With the promos that Randy's been cutting. He exactly. Made promo. It was cringy. It was cringy. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's not the first promo you want to cut when you come out there. Mm-hmm. It was It was just – it was some mess. And, and well, he interrupted I, Randy, and then and then then he interrupts Randy, and then he throws a fit backstage when Drew McIntyre interrupts his match. Like, that's what you did, bro. Like, it was – it didn't make – 
sense. And I personally have a theory that I think there's something going on with Drew McIntyre. I don't know if it's an injury or some time off that he might need because they kind of quietly wrote him off for like a week. He doesn't have a matchup payback. So, and I think maybe he has something going on and they don't know if he's serious or not. Is so his that's shoulder why, dislocated like the NXT champion? I don't want to talk about that. I'm so mad about that. But I really <laughs> do think that there's got to be something there because he felt very unplanned. And, and everything that they, they have been consistent in certain bookings, especially with Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton, one day felt a little all over the place for all of them, and Keatley just got thrown in that yeah, like, randomness. Did Drew get hurt during the match with Orton? Did something no, I don't think he got hurt, but I think it might be like a, like, a, like a nagging injury, or maybe it's just something at home. I feel like there's something, the way that they booked him last night was weird. He's going off in an ambulance, and it might be a career-ending injury. That's how they booked it. I wonder if he just needs a week off. This guy's been going nonstop this well, entire yeah, pandemic yeah, era. I don't know. Like fractured skull. It's like you know Shibata in New Japan had yeah, almost died from it. His skull and almost died in the ring. Don't say a fractured skull. Like, fractured skull, and then he comes back at payback and hits a claymore, and you're like, wow, that was a quick recovery. That will always make me think of. And I'm sure I've said this on the show before. What my the one thing I remember growing up was seeing Triple H in that car. Well, I think it was stone cold, and he lifted the car like on the outside up to a crane, like I don't know, hundred stories high. The car drops with Triple H in it, quotation marks, and it falls on it, you know, upside down. And then Triple H comes on Raw next week with a cast on his arm. Like, bro, you would have been dead. Like, what are you t- a cast on your arm? I broke my arm. Like, oh my god, <laughs> that's my gonna arm. be true. Drew's gonna come back in an ankle brace and be like, they thought it was a skull fracture. Lottie, but- I think I broke my foot, lad. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm excited though for Keith Lee coming up. I want to see what they do, but again, I'm not. I I'm not. I, I'm, I'm cautiously, cautiously optimistic or whatever. Like I, I'm hoping that it's just a, uh, something because I, I feel like they're trying to book pain back, not as rematch city, which is what everybody expected. Everything that they booked is a fresh match. I appreciate that because doing a pay-per-view a week after another, I thought it was going to be nothing but rematches. That being said, I do think that there's going to be a draft coming along so you can still kind of move into SmackDown and kind of start over after he fulfills whatever he's doing here for a little bit. Uh, you have to do a draft. Everybody's fighting each other. Yeah multiple times for the last four months like it needs to change yep yeah it's been it's been four months of all hands on deck whatever show you can get to that's the show you're going to be on so Mm -hmm. you're right you need to kind of put lines down and be like you're here and you're here and you're not going to touch anymore yeah because if you think about it if you eliminate roman reigns returning whether the fiend won or brown retained drew mcintyre randy orton who are they going to feud against no one there's nobody left on the show so unless you shuffle the board again you move aj to smackdown because there's problems with paul Heyman. Yeah, yeah, but he's he on that intercontinental title. Um, yeah, mess. But, but, <laughs> mess. <laughs> man, I, I just want AJ versus Roman again. Remember those matches after Roman? We'll probably get it. That's probably why they I had him drop the intercontinental title. <laughs> Me and Issa were in the building when that happened, and then Seth Rollins came out. And for three oh, seconds, was I was a Seth Rollins fan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I bought the shirt. I bought the shirt and then immediately stopped liking it. <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm an asshole like that. The hype gets to me, bro. And then I want to. If yo, if Mojo fought like that in real life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yo, Mojo said hit a TikTok dance in WWE. This is what I'm saying. Um, no, but honestly, I, I am excited about that. I do want to talk a little bit about NXT because there was something that I was really, really impressed by. And I think a lot of the internet world was impressed by it. And that is Pat McAfee's debut. Now, Pat McAfee is probably what a lot of people hate in a person because he's cocky. I know one of my good friends was the backup goalie at West Virginia and uh, Pat McAfee played soccer as well. And he said, Pat McAfee was the biggest douchebag in the world, but he was, Oh, well, look at my shocked face. Yeah. But he was so good at everything he did. I remember him telling me that's my work killer. He was so good at everything he did. When Listen, I I'm, I'm happy he did good in the match, but all I'm saying is, Okay, it's not what NXT is. You don't I'm do I he was celebrity say, matches on yeah, I NXT. I thought it was going to be like, and I'm, we got to talk about NXT because Damian Priest. And I was like, yes, let's fucking go. And then he Listen, fucking said, you know what, you know like, come crazy, on. You know what's crazy about that is I'm so happy for Damian Priest or as we call him, Luis. Punishment. Yeah, Punishment, um, Martinez. Yeah. Well, my buddy, Bill, who, how I met Matt Riddle, um, Bill main event at two or three shows at the Monster Factory against 
Damien Priest. Priest. I, I can call him. There's like Priest. four different names no, going around him, your head. I want to call him Luis. Or I want to call him Punishment Martinez. Damien Priest. And they tour the house down. And Damien Priest is a very humble guy. Mm-hmm. He's a very nice guy. He's very intimidating when you talk to him because he's yeah. so big. If you guys want to see, there's a there's an interview on this YouTube channel that you would be watching this video on. Or if you're an audio listener, find our YouTube channel. Just type Rant Foundation into YouTube. There's an interview with Ant interviewing um, Damian Priest, who at the time was Punishment Martinez at All In. And yeah, he's like he's, towering over him. It's he's hilarious. Just, <laughs> he's an intimidating guy. And I love what they've done with him in NXT. Uh, anyone but Dream. No, I know why I like him. I didn't realize how tall he was. I'm so ha- I am so happy that he won that match. Because, He's a tall Puerto Rican because that dude has worked his ass Dang. off, worked yeah. his ass off to become what he's become. And I've watched the journey, so it's cool. I'm watching all these dudes, literally that wrestled at the Monster Factory and and Diana Prazo, who I saw at the Monster Factory. They're all holding gold. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's been great to see. And I think Damian Priest is going to be a future NXT. I think they're going to build him up, and I think him and. Uh, what is his name now? Not Killer Cross. Um, Carrion Cross. Carrion Cross. I like him. I like. I him. love. I love Carrion Cross. I think him versus fucking Damien would be a fucking war. That Honestly, would be awesome. Never ever ever do a winner take all match ever again. No, 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 no. I hate double champion. I hate double champion. I hate no, double champion. Oh, that was the U.S. champion. No and the WWE champion. And everyone. It's only like, good. It's only good for that initial pop, and then when you sit back and go, "How the but fuck I are we gonna book it, ourselves it, out of this?" The right way, like when Seth did it and he dropped the U.S. title, he played double duty, and that's what they didn't do with Keith Lee. I thought him relinquishing the North American title number one is a pussy move because it's yeah. not like it was being defended on TV every week. You could have played double duty at Takeover, you know what I mean? Yeah. And number two, he made the title look shitty. Like, oh, you don't want it? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he made yeah. the title yeah, I, just feel like. And him threat. and Damian Priest have had a feud over the last few months. He could have easy, easily lost it to him. Or no, he, he could have. My, I, if I would have booked that, I would have not brought him up yet. I would have booked him to win the ladder match, lose the main event because he's not a hundred percent, and then go into the field with Damian Priest for the North American title. Then you have two monster champs. You have Keith Lee and you have Karrion Cross. Like, listen, WWE. No, don't call me. I don't want to work for you. But I'm just saying, like, it will. It, it just. It doesn't make sense. Like sometimes I think, they do I think some booking idea. Inconsistency, though. It's the inconsistency because back in the '90s, the Warrior. Wins both titles, and he has to, by rule, give up a, a championship. Then that rule goes out the window out of nowhere. Now people are winning titles and but you, them again. You but can't have Keith Lee have to relinquish the title and Sasha Bailey had all the titles. To, he is the first one to relinquish in a very long time yeah. in WWE, and he did it I mean, just Asuka, because he wanted Asuka did to move up, and I get that. That was... That was actually no, but that was well, a double was, champ situation. Like you're no, a pussy. You cannot, you can, if Adam Cole would have won that match, he would have defended both titles yeah. at Takeover. I am telling you that right now. If you would have had Adam Cole become the double champ, they would have had him. So why why didn't you do it with Keith Lee? What's up? I think Adam Cole's the best wrestler walking right now. Honestly, I think and he I think he proved that by taking a guy like Pat McAfee who's athletic but's never wrestled a day like wrestled a real match and ends up being the the best match on the show. It wasn't no, that was not the best. Match. I think it was the best match on the show. I'm telling you. I, I listen, I, and if people saw my tweet, I tried. I was so bored Saturday night because nobody wanted to play Fall Guys with me. Uh, I was so bored. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna watch NXT. Fuck it. I will go against everything I say, like I always do. And I got five minutes into that Balor and Timothy Thatcher match, and I was hitting Z's, bro. I was yeah, not out. Was not and mm-hmm. it's not even Finn Balor's fault. And listen, it's not even Timothy Thatcher's fault. It's just that Zack Sabre Jr., I'm going to out-wrestle you style, bores the shit out of me. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> I can't do it. My, my problem is if we're going to not, like, I don't know. I just don't feel like they're using Finn properly down there. Oh, you don't? You, you think? You think? <laughs> like, no, but, like, why, why did we move this guy down when he has such a following like it's the same. I mean, it's the same thing. And we're gonna go on Patreon.com and talk about who we think is the most underused talent and who we think should get pushed. And that's gonna be on Patreon. That's gonna be. The I'm dying to hear Isa's because um, I don't have a fucking clue who she's. No, gonna I say. don't either. But <laughs> listen, I mean, um, someone like Finn Balor who has proven 
proven that he could be popular, that he could push the needle, that people love the demon gimmick. Yeah, but listen, I, I hate NXT. that he's not going to admit to it, but he has to bring the demon back. Finn has lost a lot even of his fan base because of that. And the worst part was that I was so nostalgic on Saturday because it was the 30th and they kept making so many references to so many amazing moments. I went to Brooklyn, which I ended up loving Sasha and Bailey, but I went to that first show to watch the Demons yep. entrance at NXT TakeOver. Like, Finn Balor made me fall in love with TakeOver. Women's wrestling had me, made me stay, but it was Finn. And then and then that escalated into Bobby um, Bobby Roode, Shinsuke Nakamura with the entrances. Like, it became such a thing. The Demon, he has to bring him back. He has to. Like, he and just like, feels I like, so, I don't I know, like know, maybe it's because he got married, he's pussy whipped. I don't know what's going I on like, with him. I like Prince David. I like, I Listen, like he's fun. married to a, a Spanish girl. He's married to a Brazilian girl, man. You know how you guys are? He needs to Spanish in, women. He needs to tap into a demon. And <laughs> WWE, they, they could have used him up. And I get why they moved him down, because as much as they didn't say they wanted to take viewers on Wednesday night, why would you move Finn Balor? I think why? that was his choice. You think it was his choice, really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just think right now NXT has an identity crisis. They don't know if they want to be NXT that everyone fell in love with for three years or they want to be a TV show, and that's the problem. I understand. I don't know. I, yeah, I'm not trying to plug my YouTube channel here, but I don't know if you watch my review with TakeOver 30. That's what I thought about. I was like, NXT used to feel like such a cool kids kind of thing, like only we know about it, and this is when yeah. it's really mm -hmm. cool. It yeah. doesn't feel that way anymore. You'd have to. Well, the biggest issue NXT is is WWE, but it's not because it's not WWE. And Triple H runs it, and it's so cool. It was so cool when they would call somebody up, and people didn't know who they were. And you were like, oh, "You don't know him? You don't yeah, watch like, anything? What's, yeah, what's up with you?" But the, right? the thing is, they lost Justice that for the Ascension. Go ahead. Oh my God, bringing that back. So they lost that thing that they had, which was because they did four weeks of taping at once. They were forced to give their wrestlers a break you, you can't wrestle four different matches in one set of tapings and then you would have all this younger talent that's there that's not being used because they're on tv now and you don't feel like they're tv ready you're you've kind of lost the feel of it and and having the same people on the show every single week is what kind of drags it down you have someone like rhea ripley who was in a feud with charlotte at mania and then has done nothing until takeover 30 where she, her and Raquel were face to face, which would be a great match because they're very close friends, Dude, and I'm sure they'll be, beat the shit. That be the NXT title match. No offense, but I think well, I, I love great, you, but she, yeah, no, I think she's great, and she's yeah. great in the ring, but I don't think she's doing what I don't know. I think the NXT Women's Championship is like probably the most prestigious when it comes to women's wrestling, 100%. and I don't think that she's there yet. And I do think that. There was a lot that went on. I do think that they wanted Charlotte down there for ratings, and then, then Becky Lynch happened, and then she got injured. I think that Rhea was a victim of the circumstances of everything going on. But in my opinion, it's like then as soon as that happened, put the, put her back in the title picture. Like Rhea Ripley has it. Whatever it means, she has it. Yeah, <laughs> when she comes out, you just like your eyes ex like are glued to the TV, and it's just like that's the kind of person that I would want, you know, representing my brand. I love Rhea Ripley. Phil will tell you. Uh we all do. <laughs> I, I listen, I Rhea Ripley for new listeners also loves Issa. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. a mutual thing. I was, yeah, saying, and that was like that made me jealous. That Monday that I left Mania and you guys got all these dope ass picks, and that my access session were such ass cheeks. <laughs> and you guys going as like Rhea Ripley. No, was it wasn't that our because I was at that access session with you. It was we were like a deer in headlights because it was the first time we've been to the new version of the access yeah, session, it was which laid out like uh, shit, like right. And it know, was basically like, like, yo, who do you want to meet? Because you can't meet them all. Because if you go to this line, you're not making it to that line. Oh, so good so luck. Mad. And then we. Had the Bellas. Remember when we went, me and Mimi wanted to meet Samoa Joe and Ali, so we missed on the Iconics because yeah. there was no way you were going to be able yeah. to make both. And it was and like, I went to meet the Iconics because they just oh. had won the belts. Exactly. Yeah, and now I, I wish I would have met Mustafa. I met the I met the Iconics. We should have switched. I was hammered in NOLA when I met the Iconics. Yeah, the, that's the greatest picture of all time because yeah. I can see in your face you have no idea what's going on. You're like, ah. <laughs> comes up to me and she like puts her arms up like like to give you a hug i'm like come on bring it in bring it in. <laughs> I, was, I was so drunk but i, I miss crazy. live wrestling man like I not to get emotional for nothing but i just miss those moments and yep. i cannot wait for it i wanted to come back when it's safe i am not in agreement with what aw is doing right now i don't think the time is right I don't like that either, um and, and well and how many fans are they bringing in 50% capacity of that location, <laughs> you're talking about 800 people. That's Isn't that like a couple thousand seat 
uh, auditorium or whatever it is. It's a 5,500 seat. You do the math. 10% of that is 500 people. Jesus so even Christ. if they, it's a lot of people and, and listen, it's whatever. At some point, some sports have to like grow some balls and start trying it because we Someone can't has to be the guinea pig, yeah. forever, right? The but, guinea pig. And well, you have what... to compete with the Thunderdome. The Thunderdome has every, all the bells and whistles. AEW has to do something, Can but I don't think that this is it. COVID to go see Fozzie play live? <laughs> Fuck that. Who does that, man? Yo, the Thunderdome has everything. It has fans. It has Fire Velveteen Dream. It has Chris Benoit. It has uh, I'm racist. I'm upset about that, though. I'm upset problem. about Rest, that. Wrestling fans are going to ruin it for wrestling fans. I as know. They always yeah. do. Yeah. As, it's like, we, we, that's, what, that's why we can't have nice things. And, like, come on. Like, why are you ruining it for some of us that really, I love the Thunderdome. I love, it felt special. Wrestling felt special again for the first time in months. And these people are going to ruin it. Me and Fretz, so like Fretz and I were talking before more people came in the chat, and we're like, I'm just waiting for someone to be in a top rope and just a dick to be right over there. There's, a, there's a huge delay. There is right a huge delay. How so did you not I catch got... the fire velveteen thing? Is it? He probably oh, left it on purpose. The Chris yeah. Benoit one is the one that blows my mind. Well, because if you look at that picture from afar, it's it doesn't look, like a, yeah, it looks like some dude standing. His I know. <laughs> Listen, I will say this. I hate I that would... I fucking laugh. I hate I that do. I laugh when I saw it on Twitter. I'm like, fuck, man. <laughs> no, but the thing is, like, so I was very critical of it when it was on SmackDown, but actually it watching it a full show on SummerSlam, it wasn't that bad. The funny thing that I noticed, right? So People who get so everyone's trying to get in, right? Oh, I know a lot of people who didn't get in. If you get in, you need to do something. You can't. You have a bunch of the people who look like me, just white guys with beards. And and for audio listeners, you're not gonna get this. Video people, they're just like this, just staring at the screen yeah, blankly. Yeah, yeah. Like you need to do no, something. They have they have a person hyping, and you can you can tell Raw yesterday because you can see the people doing the thumbs down. If you go and watch my Roman Reigns reaction, you can hear the Thunderdome person hyping people up. Oh really? Yeah, no, they have a right. like like they would in the shows, you know, when you go live and they said, Okay, we're going live, everybody get your signs out. They will tell you, thumbs up, clap, go crazy, the fiend just won. It was awesome because when the fiend won, he was like, The fiend just won, everybody go wild. And then Roman comes out. The, the delay. I was I was in the Thunderdome and I had the show over here, and there's a, a good 15 second delay. So why they're not catching these things, I don't know. But the technology that it takes. To do what WWE is doing right now, the nerd in me is mind blown by them being able to put that many streams on a live televised programming. Like that is insane. You know how hard it is to get the three of us on one stream without it fucking up? You know what I mean? Issa froze <laughs> earlier. So, I mean, here we go. <laughs> yeah, right. My, uh, I, I really enjoyed it too. I, I think my, my favorite thing about it is just it gives that big fight feel to stuff. Um, and I also enjoy when I see people sleeping in the front row. <laughs> <laughs> I love that too. So funny. All the it pictures came out. Of the... It reminds me of when we were on, we were on PlayStation, like back in the day. Oh my bag, God. And it would be like, Phil, hey, Phil, hey, Phil. And Cody's like, I think you went to sleep, bro. And, like, and then three he's... hours later, I'd wake up. And then like one of us would be asleep. And he'd be like, yo, you guys still here? And all of us, were, like me and Matt, Maddie Wilson, would be like, yeah, I was here, you know, doing his, his shit, <laughs> sending a picture of his, like. It reminded me of WrestleMania when the women came out and the me, you, Mance, and Cody were in that top row, like, I don't think I can make it. I'm <laughs> literally sleeping during this entrance. I don't think I can make it to the main event. I miss, I miss all of it, and I, I can't wait to experience it again, and I can't wait for us to grow this show and grow the community back to what it was and bring back positive wrestling fans that can disagree but still be respectful. I think that's a lost art nowadays, especially with these wars. I never thought having two amazing promotions to choose from would make people hate it. We're spoiled as wrestling fans. Um, we have we have so many good things happening, and all we want to talk about is the ratings. Guess what? How about you look at it like this on Wednesday night, 1.6 million fucking people watch pro wrestling. And yep. for us, that's a win and stop looking at the demos. I know Jericho turned into a gimmick because that's what he does. Everything's a gimmick <laughs> and people, people think he's serious. That's fine. Think he's serious. But I think we have, we have an overload of goods right now with pro wrestling. We have NXT impacts. Great. Um, impacts getting all the rosters getting deeper. EC3, yep is blowing it out of the water with this new character. I think it's going to be a big thing. Um, you have you have AEW, you have WWE, you have SmackDown Raw. You have it all. Stop bitching about it. Watch it. Enjoy it. Let's discuss it because we don't pick sides here. 
Issa does a little bit, but <laughs> I don't. But, but I don't. I don't think I don't fight no, people that don't agree with but, the shows that I watch. But you, you also have a point, and then you have facts to back up why you. Feel and she's willing to watch the other shows. It's not like she's just blindly hating. I see a lot of blind hatred on social media where it's like people clearly aren't watching these shows and they're comparing it to things that are happening maybe on the shows that they watch and they're sitting on it. So like, for example, before we started this podcast, I don't think I watched Raw for a good year and a half because I didn't care. Right. But like, I wasn't like, oh, well, well, you know, you did this and on AEW, they're doing that. It's like, listen, I like AEW the best right now, but in a week it could change. I'm really upset that I'm missing Deanna versus fucking Jordan Grace. But when this is over, I'm going to go back and watch it because I love wrestling and I'm just going to watch what I want to watch. Hopefully your DVR gets it right on like what happened to oh, me. Oh, no, no, no. We don't DVR. We don't DVR <laughs> impact. We got a website for that because it's on Twitch. So, <laughs> And uh, man, that felt good. I, I can't believe we've been going at this for an hour. I could go for another hour. That's we, what she said. <laughs> can we pipe in? Um, Hey. Uh, Thunderdome guy, uh, you still got it, Chance. Can you make them say that? Thank you guys <laughs> exactly. so much because we still got it. We are the show that keeps wrestling real. You can follow us at Ramp Foundation on Twitter, on Instagram. Go to patreon.com, Ramp Foundation. Join because after this, um, our patrons are getting an after show. It will be video show talking about who we think should be pushed. You can also um, find us on Spotify, Apple, wherever podcasts are found. And we're going to be doing this on YouTube. You'll get the video on YouTube. So if you want to see the video, go to YouTube, watch the video. Please go watch the video. Ant worked very hard on this overlay. It's awesome. It's I, fantastic. He worked very hard I on getting all I'm our- I not going to work 40 hours a week on stuff. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> a lie. We all know that's a lie. <laughs> I know. But I'm back in it. I'm back where I belong. Um, Phil, where can they find you? Um, you can oh, find me on Twitter me. at- <laughs> I wanted to, to cut the Big E promo, you know, on the New Day podcast. He's like, find me on Cameo. <laughs> I think it's the funniest thing in the world. No, find me on Twitter at Fanboy Fillion. Issa, where can they find you? Issa, plug your projects. I'm going to go get another water. No, 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 no. At NYC Demon Diva on Twitter. Yeah, everything she has is right there. She's killing it. I'm proud of you, Issa. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, and Thank I'm proud you. that you agreed to come back with how busy you are. That means a lot <laughs> to me. That means you really like us. And uh, you can follow me at Game of Ant. And we are the Rant Foundation at Rant Foundation on Twitter. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Read Day Butt. And thank you for keeping wrestling real. Kawaii so kawaii. Adios.